This morning, I want to take a little bit of time. Uh, we're going to preach on loving people. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we started talking about why or what God has laid on my heart for our church. Like, why are we Christ Community Church in Crawford, Nebraska? Like, who are we? This is, this is what I believe that we set out to do. And, and I talked about loving God a couple weeks ago. That's where we start. And today I want to talk about loving people. I try to preach our church purpose every year. And, and who here is a slow learner? Okay, so you guys are going to be able to relate to me this morning. I'm a slow learner, okay? And so I was setting out to preach. I should know. I should have the week of love people that week in my calendar completely open. Because if you know Pastor, Pastor likes to plan things. And Pastor has a pattern that I follow. Who here is a creature of habit? So we like to go through our routines. I have a routine that works for me when it comes to my sermon preparation, when it comes to my plans, when it comes to getting ready for Sunday morning. I have a routine that works well for me. But people. I mean, if it wasn't for people, I could get everything done the way I wanted them to get done. And do you know what I deal with people most? I know I'm preaching on loving people. I mean, every year it doesn't seem to fail. This year in particular, I had a funeral yesterday, so I had a lot more to get done this week and, and was meeting with the family and trying to get this thing figured out. And, and, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to get this all done. And all of a sudden, it was Thursday, and I didn't have my funeral or my sermon done, which that's just not good. So Thursday morning I come in and I'm going to be I'm going to be a good pastor and I'm going to get some things done and I sit down at my desk. You know what happens? My phone rings. It's people. So I talk for a while. I say goodbye and I go sit down at my computer. And you know what happens? My phone rings. It's people. Talk for a while. I mean, these are good people. Good people. People I love. <laughs> but it's people. So I put my phone back down and, and, and I sit down at my computer and I'm going to get this funeral done at least before lunch. And you know what happens? My phone rings. It's people. So I get on the phone and I figure I might as well go home and have lunch. Go home and I have lunch and I figure I'm going back to the office after lunch, get back to the office, and I managed to get the service done for the funeral. So I'm feeling accomplished. I'm like, man, Friday morning is going to be an incredible day. Incredible. Now, I, I need to kind of pivot for a moment or give you a side note. So the Sunday morning when I preached on loving God, I had someone come up to me and they said, Pastor, I appreciate your message on loving God, but I'm looking forward to your message on loving people. Like, I mean, and so what is pastor here in this? Oh, I get ready to be the superhero? 
Like, Pastor, you find that nugget that no one has found in 2,000 years, and you're going to bring that, and your church is going to be changed. Man, I just knew that God had this deep, deep nugget that I could share with the church that was coming. And so Friday morning, I hadn't found that nugget, so I'm going to search real hard. I'm going to be real spiritual. So I come in the sanctuary, and I start praying before I do anything, because Thursday morning I didn't pray first, so maybe that's why my phone rang. And I'm praying. Oh, God, just show me this perfect illustration. Give me this word that's going to be life. Help me to know how I can bring fresh revelation to a message that I preach every year. And, boy, we, we had a Jesus moment, me and the Lord, and, 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 and I said amen. And, and I, he still didn't download it, but I knew the download was coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's expectation. And if you've ever been here by yourself in our church, there's a noise that you can't help but hearing. The front doors on this church just make a noise. I can hear them in my office with my window closed. And I said, amen. And you know what I heard? I heard that front door open. What now? Someone comes in and I had problems with the coffee pot, but I had the coffee made finally, and so my day could start after prayer. And come in, they need a pastor, and so I pour them a cup of coffee, and and we sit down. And I'm still thinking, man, I got this sermon to preach. I got all this going on. You know what else was happening today? My kids, they got awards coming up, academic awards, and a track and field day. And I'm probably just going to skip that because I don't have time for that. I mean, I got to. I got a super spiritual message that's going to be shared on YouTube a thousand times if I just get this thing right. And now I got to sit here and have coffee and I fully engage with the person who came in, demonstrating the love, hopefully trying to be as pastoral as I can and lay all that down and I finally go up to my computer. It's going to happen. Like, God, here it comes. And I look back and, and I read the verses that, that we read last week. Matthew chapter 22 says, One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. In all the law, the prophets hang on these two commandments. And, and I was studying these words, trying to think about what this is and how God's going to reveal this to me. And I thought about the day or the Wednesday before, Wednesday afternoon, I had to drop something off at someone's house and I showed up at their house and the husband was installing a mailbox and the wife was out mowing the lawn of their neighbor's house. And I said, man, is that the simplicity of what, what you're saying? And I'm thinking deeply about that moment that had happened just a couple days ago. And I remember I needed to call my wife about something else. And so I wanted to call her and tell her there were some taco shells here if they needed it for the teacher's appreciation dinner. And we had some extra taco shells. And so I called her up and we're talking. And while we're talking, people. That's your wife, Pastor. People. My wife gets a message from the Nebraska Department of Education that she didn't like. People. All right, honey, I'll be home after a while. And I hang up the phone. And I'm at this point, like this is where I'm at, trying to get my sermon together. My morning's already been messed up by people. And I tried to engage in my sermon. 
And you ever have the Holy Spirit just kind of nudge you? What are you doing? Why are you here trying to perfect this message when I need you there? And I closed my computer. Now, I couldn't solve my wife's problems. She got lots of problems, and I'm the least of them. People. Jim, I'm coming over to your house later this afternoon. I couldn't answer the questions, but I could be there. And the most important thing for me in that moment, the thing that God was speaking to me, the thing that he was trying to reveal to me, he did give me a profound revelation of how to preach this message on Sunday mornings. It just took a couple divine revelations from the Lord before Pastor Steve could finally see through the clouds that he'd set before him to listen to what God was saying. Hey, maybe the simplicity of this whole thing of loving people is just being there. I didn't have to answer anything. My wife didn't even get off the treadmill when I came home. But I was available. I was there. So it didn't matter that afternoon that my kids had an education program. And when Graham got his award for whatever his award was, he wanted to look out and see his dad staring back. He just wanted to see that dad was there. It wasn't that I was clapping the loudest, and sometimes I did. It wasn't that I was being uh, completely etiquette like, like, like Ms. Holman wanted us to be that day. But, but I was there, and that was the most important thing to my kids. So that when they ran at track and field, that I was there and I could see him run and I could see him throw. It didn't matter anything else, but I was simply there. And every year, Pastor Steve has to learn this lesson every time. Every time, I have to just learn that it's, it's as simple as simply being there. We just don't do well at being available to love people. What I'm identifying and what God is speaking to me, what God is, is showing me is that in the midst of all that I'm doing, uh, a lot of times where we struggle when it comes to loving people is the simplicity of just making ourselves available. And I'll tell you, if you're not intentional about being available, there's always going to be something to do. And there's always a nugget to find. There's always a, a, a sermon to preach. There's always a problem to take care of. There's always something to do. But, but what I've begun to discover, and I'll probably have to discover next year at this time, and you'll get to hear a fun story of how Pastor didn't remember last year yet, and he had to learn this way this year, and God was teaching him through another way. This is how we love people. 1 John, I'm going, to, I'm going to read 1 John in just a second. I'm going to pray before I get there. God, we ask that you would continue to speak to our hearts in this place.
We thank you for our church and the plans that you have. We thank you for the opportunity to look at our purpose. And I pray, God, that as we spend time in this room today, that you speak to us. I ask that our hearts and our ears, our eyes and our minds, they be open to what you're saying. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would nudge in this room. I ask that you would reveal. I pray for me, God, as I preach today, that my words would be yours, asking for your will to be accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 John chapter 4, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another. Why? Because love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us and he has given us his spirit. We have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us because God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we're like Jesus. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. You know, Pastor had to come to an understanding this week and probably will have to come to this understanding again. Sometimes we're really good at complicating the plans of God. Like sometimes we make his requests way more complicated. Think about after Easter. I said it was go and tell. That was what we were instructed to do. We complicate what's God's purpose for my life. Go and tell. What's God's purpose? What were the greatest commands that we read about? He said, loving God with all and loving your neighbor as yourself. And you know what we do when it comes to loving God or loving people? We start to complicate this whole process. What is love? We get all crazy. I mean, do I'm loving people if I do this? Or, or I see how that person loves, and I don't love as good as them. Or, or is this love? Or is that not love? In 1 John chapter 4, it says what? We love, why? Because we are loved. We love because He loved us first. There's a scripture that says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I believe loving people is as simple as being available. We love because God loved us and what's in me is love. And so I can love others because of what God's done for me. Pause. Hold on to your seats for a second. This is going to bug you. Some people are hard for Pastor Steve to love. Don't nudge your spouse right now, or my spouse right now, quite frankly. (laughs) 
And when I try to love someone, I'm always going to fall short. We complicate this love thing thinking that we have to produce love from us. Where is the love supposed to come from? It's supposed to come from him. He fills me and then that's what comes from me. So to love people, I simply have to make myself available. You know, those verses that we read in Matthew, we see them in the book of Luke. And, and, and there's this question that comes up that says, you know, what, what must I do to, or what is my neighbor? Or who is my neighbor? How do I love my neighbor is this big question. And we see these verses and we know this story. But, geez, if you're looking for a way to explain loving people, Jesus already gave us the cool nugget. I didn't have to recreate it. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and he gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. Which of these do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of the robbers? The expert and all of us who read it say the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus says, go and do likewise. The simplicity of loving people. What did the Samaritan do? What did the Samaritan use? Didn't he use what he had? Apparently, dude was carrying some, some oil and, and, and oh, I, didn't, I didn't switch the screen, so that's why you don't know that, right? Um, they put some oil and wine on him, right? Where did he put him on? The donkey? He just made himself available. We make this stuff so complicated. And, and he didn't start saying, like, I'm not as, as smart or I'm not as good or I can't love the way or I can't do this or that. He, he said, there's someone in need and I'm just going to make myself available. Did the priest have somewhere to be? Probably. Did the Levite have somewhere he was going? Probably. Did the Samaritan have somewhere he was going? I'm guessing he had a donkey and oil and wine. But he did what? He didn't talk about what he didn't have, or he didn't talk about why he couldn't love. He didn't talk about what he had planned to do. He didn't avoid the circumstance. He simply made himself available. I believe if we'll simply make ourselves available, not defined by what we don't have or, 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 or how we don't love, you know what I hear sometimes is I'm not a loving person. Then let love come through you. You may not be a compassionate person. That's okay. Pam, it's okay. My wife's laughing up front. But you're a vessel of God. And when you make yourself available, His love can come through you. John 15, it's this analogy of the vine and the branches. That we see in scripture. And as, as, he, as he talks through that analogy, he says, As the Father has loved me, so I've loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's command and remain in his love. 
I've told you this that my joy may be complete in or that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. My command is this is love each other as I've loved you. Greater love than this has no one than to lay one's life or one's life down for one's friends. Than to lay one's life down for one's friends. That's really what the Samaritan did, right? He stopped. And he said, what I'm about isn't as important as what you're going through. And so he denied himself in that moment and he laid down his life. I get it. We are busy people and there's always something to do. And I know that in your bubble and in your world at times, that thing that you've got to do is the most important thing. That nugget that you've got to hear from the Lord is the most profound thing so that you can preach an effective sermon on Sunday morning. But sometimes God's saying, I need you to just lay that down. What are you communicating when you lay that down? You know, I could have told that guy when he came in to have some coffee, like, hey, you can drink a cup of coffee, but I'm going to be up in my office. Like, I got a sermon I'm going to preach. It's going to be the best sermon you've ever heard, even though he's never heard me preach. Jesus says, if you want to love, we've got to lay down something. Philippians chapter 2 says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any comfort from His love, any common sharing in the Spirit, any tenderness and compassion, make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of what? Selfish ambition or vain conceit. This is a hard one. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. That's loving people. Like, I'm not doing this out of conceit, but I'm doing this for the king. I'm not doing this for what I might gain. I'm doing this because of what you might need. And I might be the vessel. I might be the one that is able to give you what you're looking for. A crude analogy, because I had to have a really great picture. Because, you know, I, I can't be not stubborn with the Lord. If you want to water your garden, what do you do? I drove by Jim's. He's got sprinklers. He does it the easy way. On my side of town, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We have a hose and it's got a little nozzle on it. And if you're going to water the grass, which we don't do too much, because it's really expensive to do anyway. You've got to pull that nozzle and water's going to come out. Can you imagine if I refused to pull the nozzle because I didn't know how the water got to there? You know, we make this loving people thing so complicated. And we say, I love people when I fully understand how to love people. And so when I know where love comes from and what love is and, and how do I love and blah, blah, blah. And, and we don't ever do it. When I, when I pick up the hose to water the garden, I don't think too much. I'm not worried about where the water came from. I'm not worried about if it came out of the buttes or if it's coming from an aquifer. I didn't even know what an aquifer was until I moved here because we have lakes in Kentucky. Our water's above ground, not below ground. Anyway, that's besides the point. I wasn't worried about how the water got from there to the, to the water treatment plant and what chemicals they put in the water in order for me to utilize the water. I wasn't worried about how they have enough pressure for that water to come out of my hose. I'm not worried about any of that. All I'm worried about is just pulling the stupid trigger. 
And then water comes out. Why do we make things so complicated? Maybe one of them be complicated so we don't have to do it. Well, when I understand the chemical processes that are taking place at the water treatment plant, I will water the lawn, dear. Go ahead and say it. Mike, and let me know how that goes. Caleb, don't take any counsel today. Maybe... They just don't want to be available. And it's a good excuse to say, I don't love as much as them, or I don't look like them, or I don't act like them, I don't talk like them, I don't know that. The scripture is very clear. We love because he loved us. So if I pulled that trigger and the hose didn't work, I'm going to look at one of two places. I'm going to look to make sure the hydrant's on. If the hydrant's not on, then I'm not going to know what to do. I'm going to make sure the hose is attached to the faucet, Right? If you're not loving, maybe you need to be filled with love. Maybe this, the process isn't so complicated. Jesus said we love because he loved us first. That's First John chapter 4. You can read it again if you want to. Maybe if you're struggling with, man, I just don't feel like a loving person and pastor, I'll do this whole loving God thing, but not the loving people thing. Because if you walked around town and seen what the people in town look like, talk like, act like, Maybe you just need to get connected to the source. You guys can come forward. One of my favorite analogies that I've used in all of, all of my teaching is that God's called us just to be pipes. How smart is a pipe? I mean, it didn't take, you know, there's inventions in life that you look at and you say, man, that was a really smart person that came up with that. Sir Ronald R. Pipe, or whoever invited the, invented the pipe. Like, he wasn't a really smart person, was he? He knew he had to get water from here to here, so what did he have to do? He had to have something in which it could flow through. In Rome, they had these conduits in which the water could flow. They didn't even have a top on it, because there wasn't that much water. It just flowed, and that's the way water got from somewhere. There just had to be a place. It just had to be a board. It just had to be a pipe, for crying out loud. You know, God said, I love you, and I've called you to a purpose, and I've given you a chore to do. What if I said your chore today was to just be a stinking pipe? Just be connected to the source. You know, Pastor Steve doesn't want to love people sometimes. I bet you're the same. That's not what he's talking about when he says love people. He just wants you to be available. So that love that, that you've attached to, that love that you've been a part of, that love that's, that's filled you, that love that's, that's within you, that love that in, is inside of you, it's what comes from you. Now, it may not look like the love that comes from Pastor, and it may not look like the love that comes from Kathy, but it's the love that God is bringing through you. It might be your oil and wine. It might be your mailbox or your lawnmower. But God wants to use you as the vessel in which His love is revealed. Don't make it so complicated. 
make it so hard. Love God. It's the first and greatest of all commands. We love because He loved us. When I love God, He He fills me up. I just stay connected to Him. And you know how I know when I'm not connected to Him? I see what's coming out of my spout. I promise. When I'm not saturated in His love, when I'm not spending time in His presence, when I'm not doing other than Friday morning prayer sessions with the Lord so I can have a good message on Sunday morning, what comes from me is ugly. It's not the love of God. We know. We can recognize. Most of us don't need someone to point it out to us like, hey, that's some some bad water coming from you. There's an analogy I heard in Africa. They used to have these prayer spots. And in that, it was in a field, and everybody would have their own, own, own field. In that field, it was grass. And so guess what happens? When you go to the same part of grass time and time again, what tends to happen to the grass in that area? It gets pushed down, right? It said in that village where they did that, they all had their own little Bethels. They all had their own little prayer places that, that the way they held each other accountable was they looked at each other and said, hey, your grass is getting a little tall. Sometimes my wife needs to tell me, hey, the grass is getting a little tall. The water doesn't seem very pure. The old nozzle's not working. It's running, but there's nothing good coming out. He made it simple. There's someone who's broken that he's loved. They need you to be the one that shows them love. They need you to be the one that stops and makes yourself available, that puts something down just so you can be there with them, that says, you know what? It doesn't matter what other things I was... I didn't have to announce that, but I just had to be there. Here I came home because I'm a good husband. No. I didn't tell my wife that until this morning. She might have heard it when she did the video last night. did it because I wanted to be loved. Not just a loving husband, but a loving child of God. God has placed my wife and my kids in my life. I need to be the pipe in which His love can be experienced in their lives. What if we looked at it that way? Like, love comes from me. I'm the one responsible. I'm the one that will be connected to the source so that this person, this friend, this co-worker, this not-so-fun person that I see every once in a while, That's why. So that you, and you're connected to Him, filled with His love, can simply be the, the vessel in which they know. Father, I come to you this morning. And God, you spoke to us before the word about our chore purpose.
such a big question that sometimes when we hear those words, we say, man, that's a, a bigger question than I've got. God, I thank you that you had a simple answer for us this day, that, that our chore, that our, our vessel, our purpose is to simply be available. You simply need us just to be connected to you and available in this world. To God in this room, I pray for us that if there's something that's separated us from you, if there's something that's kept us away from your presence, if there's something that's excluded us from your love, Lord, that we could put ourselves in a place where we can be loved by you because we can't love if we don't know your love. We can't love unless we've been we've experienced the love of God. Help us to position ourselves in that love. If we need forgiveness, let us ask for forgiveness. If we need repentance, if we need to change, let us change. If we need to get back to our grass patch, let us get back to that place, God, where we can be filled by you. Let us love. Considering others more important than ourselves. In Jesus' name. I'm going to have them lead us in a chorus. And and I do feel compelled today to say, I know we already had a time of prayer, but I want to have an opportunity to pray again. And if you say, I just need to know his love. Like, I just don't feel like I'm in his love. or, Or maybe my grass is really tall and I'm not sure how to get back there even. And I, I open my mouth and I don't like what comes out. I, I can't figure it out. You know, if my, <laughs> I always think of this analogy. If my hose wasn't working and my kids were trying to use it, what are they going to do? They're going to call out to their father. <laughs> Dad, the hose isn't working. Maybe that's what we can do together today. Okay, it's not working. Maybe we can call out to the father and say, hey, what's going on? God has us for a purpose and there's someone that needs love and you're the vessel in which it's going to come. And I'm going to pray that you have a love people week. I'm going to pray that you get that nudge. I'm going to pray that you can be that vessel which his love can flow through. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, may he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. And may you be available. Amen? Be blessed.